Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Feel the presence of God. There's no other place that I'd rather be than right here in the house of God. With God's people in His presence. And I really don't believe that He's through yet tonight. I feel like he's still wanting to work among us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But the thing on there's greater things That's right. I believe that God's wanting to do. I and I'd just like to do my best tonight preach, to preach. to reach for that. And I want to ask you to harness up with me tonight that we can reach what God would have us to reach. And I believe that he came for a reason. I don't know what all he's done. We've heard some wonderful testimonies tonight. And I believe there's more, Brother Nathaniel, that God can do. I don't believe he's limited, is he? He's not limited. He can do many miracles and not only do that that we need in our body, but he can do that that our soul needs also, all in the same service. It's not too hard for him. So I'd like to say... Uh, before we get started tonight, the meeting has been so good. We have thoroughly enjoyed it, found strength from it. Food has been wonderful. And just want to uh, say quickly that I appreciate the love and the unity that I feel here at the church. And the food and the people that has brought and labored. And that's, that's wonderful. The devil's after that in this hour, Brother Kenton. And he'd like to do everything that he can uh, to destroy our love and our unity, get it to where we can't work together, cook together, <coughs> worship together. And I just wanted to, to say what you have here is precious. It's precious. So hold on to it. Don't let it go. It's valuable. It's valuable. And uh, so I just wanted to encourage you to Keep a hold of that. If you will, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 20. And surely need the Lord's help tonight. Be a help to you. <clears throat> and uh, not knowing all that the direction that the service would go tonight. And um, what the Lord wanted to do. But I believe that he knows just what he's doing. He knows just what he's doing. 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse 1. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. The prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him, said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth, and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again, and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, 
And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the bowl. And he recovered. Amen. And he recovered. Let's go, if you would, to the book of Joel. Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. He said, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Amen. I hope the Lord would help us tonight to be able to preach to you for just a few moments and uh, just try to hurry and, and uh, just need the Lord to bring us into a place to where I believe, Brother Gary, he can continue what he has started in this service. Amen. And uh, as he began to uh, tell us here about Hezekiah and what a, what a report, Brother Gary, for the man of God to come to your house and to tell you that you are going to die. What a feeling that that Brother Ross must have been, knowing that that's the way that it was going to be if that's what God said. And he must have believed that report because Brother Gary, he turned his face to the wall and he began to weep sore and begin to cry out to God. And the Bible said before Isaiah got out of the middle court, the Lord spoke to him again. He didn't waste time getting down to business with prayer, did he? Hezekiah didn't. But when the report came, he immediately turned his face to the wall and began to talk with God. And it wasn't but just a little while, Brother Andrew, God began to talk to the man of God again and said, go back and tell Hezekiah, I'm going to turn some things around. And he's not going to die, but he's going to live. And I'm going to add 15 years to his life. He said, I'm going to heal thee. You're still sick, but I'm going to heal thee. And I'm going to add 15 years to your life. I don't know about you, but I like that report. I like that word. I like that, don't you? I don't know about you tonight, but I have heard, Brother Jeff, in this service, as the Spirit has moved among us tonight, that somebody, Brother Kenton, has been hearing the report that this is the way that it's going to be. But I believe the Lord has sent us another report tonight. He's heard your cry, and I'm going to heal thee. Praise the Lord. And he started giving him instructions on what to do. And he said he went down there and they put that ball, that, that, that fig on that ball. And the Bible said he recovered. Now I don't know about you tonight, but I believe Hezekiah lived out his full extra 15 years. I don't believe that he was sick those 15 years. But I believe, Brother uh, Dennis, that that next 15 years of his life, I believe he was whole. I believe he was a well man. You know why? Because the Lord said, you go tell Hezekiah, I'm going to heal him. Amen. 
And the Bible said that he recovered. Amen. He recovered. Amen. I read to you in Joel where, amen, the writer began to write and uh, there were some things that uh, they were needing help with. And uh, he began to tell them, I'm going to restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. God sent an army among them. Amen. You know the story. But here comes another, here comes another word. I'm going to fix all that. And I'm going to restore all that. You've been in a place to where you've been having some things happen and, and uh, the, uh, uh, you've been under attack and you, if I could put it this way, you've been sick and you, and the devil just been having his way and I've just been letting you be attacked and I just, because I've been letting judgment come to you. Amen. But now he's telling them, Brother Kent, now I'm going to let all of that be reversed and now I'm going to restore to you. <laughs> All that was eaten. I'm going to restore that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And a few weeks ago, I was praying about coming to this meeting and asking God, Brother Gary, what I could bring to this meeting. Amen. I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart and told me to come preach to somebody that there'll be a full recovery. <laughs> Praise the Lord. As I've been in this service and praying about this message and and Lord, what all are we going to recover from? And I, I don't know, Brother Andrew, what all that, that, that we're struggling with. But I just wanted to tell you, it don't matter what your struggles are. There is a recovering that can take place. It don't matter if it's a caterpillar. It don't matter if it's a locust or a palmer worm. It doesn't matter what it may be. There can still be a full recovery from a sickness. Amen. From a disease. Amen. From a lie. From the adversary. From an attack from the adversary. It matters not to God what it is. He can fully help you recover from whatever the adversary has done. Praise the Lord. Praise God. David out fighting the battle and come back amen to Ziklag and Ziklag had been burned with fire. Amen. And here it is. Everything he had was, was taken. His wives, his children, he, everything was burned, Brother Gary. And oh, what a place he must have been. Amen. Looking at all of that. And now he begins to listen to all the men that he led in battle. And there's a talking about if he wouldn't have done this and he hadn't have done that. Amen. And they begin to bring judgment upon him, Brother Gary. And they said, we're just going to stone him for what he's cost us. Amen. But David but got to talking to his servant. He said, get me the ephod. Amen. And he went and got the ephod and he began to choir of the Lord. And he said, Lord, what do I do? All I'm seeing is destruction. All I'm seeing is loss. All I'm seeing, amen, is what's been taken and what's been destroyed. Amen. And he said, Lord, what do I do? Do I pursue after this? Amen. What do I do here? I don't have a clue. Amen. What I need to do. But all of a sudden there came a word from on high and said, if you'll pursue you you shall recover all without fail. Amen. And I got a feeling tonight that there's people that are wondering, what do I do? Will I be healed? Do I get prayer? Do I get anointed again? But I want to tell you, amen, tonight there can be a full recovery if you can hear from God tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You go back over there and you tell Hezekiah, I'm a healing. 
Amen. I hope you don't fall on me tonight. But I got to looking over there and I never could see Sister Andrew's hand. Amen. But I got to looking over there at that hand. Amen, brother. Amen, Gary, that I seen earlier. Amen. I was wondering, Lord, amen, is that skin better? Lord, is that skin better? Amen. I don't know, Sister Andrew, what God's going to do. Amen. I don't know, Brother Gary, all that God's got in mind. Amen. But I want to tell you, God had a, amen, had a place for Hezekiah to be healed. Amen. And he had a plan for Hezekiah to follow. Amen. And I want to tell everybody that's needing a touch in your body or your soul, if you'll follow the plan of God, there'll come a time to heal and to come because God said it. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm needing to hurry tonight. Praise God. Amen. I, amen. There were so many different things. Amen. This, this evening as I prayed. Amen. And I just felt like, Brother Gary, it matters not what you bring before the Lord. He can fix it all. Amen. amen. It doesn't matter to God what it is, Brother Fonzo. He's a fixing man. Fixing souls and bodies all over this land. Amen. What kind of destruction are you feeling in your life? Amen. Do you feel like your faith has been destroyed? Do you feel like your hope is gone? Amen. Do you feel like that everything that you have fought for, amen, has just been in vain? Amen. Do you feel like that it's not done you any good to do what you've done for God? Amen. And it's just like it's been a slap in the face. Amen. I want to tell you, don't throw your confidence away. Don't you throw your confidence away in God. Amen. Because I want to tell you tonight, he is still, amen, he is still touched by the feelings of our infirmities tonight. And he's still healing the broken heart. He's still abiding of those, amen, that are needing healed tonight. Amen. Oh, y'all pull in here with me tonight if you would. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I got to say, Lord, amen. Before I, amen, knew all Brother Gary was wanting to do tonight, Lord, amen. Who do I pull for? Do I pull for the sick? Do I pull for the wounded? Amen. Who do I pull for? Do I pull for the lost? Amen. I felt like He let me know, pull for all of them. I can fix all of them tonight. I can't. I don't have that kind of power. And you don't have that kind of power. Amen. But I tell you the one that does. And his name is Jesus. Oh, he's the master of the sea. Amen. Amen. When they cried out with fear, he said, be not afraid. It is I. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And he come walking on what was troubling them. Hey, I want to tell you tonight, whatever's troubling you, amen, the Lord's already walked on it. Hey, whatever's bothering you tonight, the Lord's already walked on it. Amen, whatever's giving you fits tonight, the Lord's already fixed somebody else of that. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Brother Ken, if you would, get me St. Luke chapter 4. Amen, in verse 18. Amen. As I've seen these sisters up here getting prayer. Amen. And these different ones seeking God for help. Amen. My mind went back, amen, to a lot of things. Amen. That God had done. And I told you, I felt like that God wanted to do, amen, numerous things here tonight. Yeah. Amen. And I never forget it. You probably heard me tell the story. Sister Sally Thorpe from Van Cleen. She backslid. 
And she was out on the dance floor one night and fell and broke her leg. Saturday night church service rolled around. Brother Andrew, and guess where she went? She went to church. <laughs> Amen. Dancing on the dance floor Friday night and broke her leg Friday night. Amen. Saturday night, it's church time. And she is hurting and she is in trouble. And before church started, she come in. Amen. She said, Brother Charlie, Amen. I'm a hurting. And I need the Lord to help me. And I felt like if I'd come let you pray for me, that the Lord would help me. Amen. So Grandpa told her, said, Sally sat on the altar and said, We're going to anoint you with oil. Amen. And we're going to pray for you. Brother Gary, they done, she done just like some of these sisters done tonight. And she come up to the altar, sit the gate on, and sat out on the altar, come up there with her crutches. Amen. Turn around, sit out, sits on the altar. Grandpa got her anointing, they got his anointing all and anointed her head and began to pray for her. And guess what happened? The Spirit of the Lord fell in that little service. Amen. And he come by and saved Sally Thorpe. And she come up off the altar shouting on what used to be a broke leg. And guess what she done after the service was over, Brother Gary? She walked out the back door with the crutches under her arm. Amen. It matters not if your soul is sick. It matters not if your heart is broken. It matters not if you're struggling with a sickness in your body tonight. I want to tell you the captain is among us tonight and he's wanting to make somebody whole. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. You say, preacher, that happened back way back years ago. Amen. Sister Melinda, amen, is here tonight. Brother Jeff came and they preached for us. Hey, several years ago, four or five years ago. Amen. Brother Jeff come up and was having good service that night. And he said, my wife's shoulders messed up and I feel like that we needed to anoint her and pray for her. And we got to oh, Brother Dennis, and we anointed Sister uh, Melinda that night. And you could tell she was raising that one arm, Brother Ken. And you could tell she was holding that one arm kind of close to her side. Her shoulder was all messed up. Me and Brother Jeff got the oil. Amen. You know how the devil is. All those things used to happen for Grandpa. Amen. They used to happen for Daddy. Amen. But you ain't never seen something like that. Amen. I want to tell you the power wasn't in my hand and the power wasn't in Brother Jeff's hand. But when we begin to call on the name of Jesus that night, amen, all of a sudden grace fell in that service. Amen. And here that arm was up in there. But all of a sudden that one came up. It wasn't a partial recovery, but that night it was a full, a full recovery. Hallelujah. She wasn't half massing, Brother Andrew. I guess she wasn't walking like this when she walked out to church. But when you get a full recovery... Are you raising that arm tonight, sir? Can you stand up with me tonight if you would? Hey, I don't want it, but does it work? I mean, I, it does. Was that a partial recovery or full recovery? How long did it take, Brother Jeff? Just a matter of moments. When Jesus passed by and he laid his hand on that shoulder, when that power got to flowing through that body, when that power got to flowing through that body, I want to tell you, it's a full recovery. And I want to tell you, that same spirit is among us tonight. And he's wanting to touch somebody else. I just say, I'm fully recovered from my sickness. Read for me if you would, 4 and 8. 
the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal who? The brokenhearted. <laughs> to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight not blind anymore but a full recovery read on to set at liberty them that are bruised how many people how many different amen sicknesses was touched right there wasn't it four or five there was the broken hearted the blinded eyes the bruised amen five of them all happened amen when God's anointing got to settling down among his people this day this day what the scripture was full filled in whose ears those that had an ear to hear what the spirit was saying to the church and I wonder if there's anybody tonight amen that through your sickness and through your illness or through your broken heart amen and no matter what you have tonight through your bruise God can bring you full recovery holy 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 praise God so it matters not which one is it, this young man? How old are you, son? Eight years old. You don't know me very well, but you know me, don't you? Have you ever heard me tell about my lip? You hadn't? Could you stand up? You see my lip? You see that split right there? When I was three years old, I put a nightlight in my mouth. And that nightlight blew up when I drooled in it. And I can remember being three years old and seeing nothing but blue flame as my whole bottom lip was burnt completely off and the gums around my teeth were blowed completely away from my teeth. My Aunt Linda come in there and found me. I was at her house. My mom was at work. My dad was at work. And my Aunt Linda said, Aaron, what do you want me to do? I don't remember Sister Deborah telling her this, but she told me, she said, son, you told me Go find Papa and let him pray. Ain't Linda got in her old crown Vic and rode the streets of Angleve or the roads of Angleve. Found Grandpa at the 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 graveyard, mowing the graveyard. Brother Andrew and she told, brought me out there and her him and brother brother Johnny was out there mowing. They brought me across the road. They should call my dad at his work, Brother Fonzo, and my dad pulled up about the same time. And I remember as a little boy seeing my dad come around the bar, back of my hand in this car. And I remember that look on his face, Brother Kitten. And he said he walked around that car and he looked at me in the shape that I was in. And he said the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, Roger, everything's going to be all right. And son, at three years old, they done just what they done to you tonight. They brought me to an altar and took a, a bottle of anointing oil just like they did tonight. And they laid their hands on my head just like we did for you tonight. And do you see that lip? God put it back on. I never went to a hospital. I never had to because when that surgeon gets to working, he does a full recovery. It wasn't a partial. I could be walking around with a big gap right there. 
but I'm walking around tonight, Brother Andrew, with a full bottom lip. You know what? Because when God begins to work, he don't do things part way, but he does things whole. So I had a little boy. And I got old and got married, I had a little boy. And he went, but a couple months old, and he got sick. And he couldn't breathe at times. And he'd lose his breath and turn all kind of colors. And we'd finally get him to breathing. And it got worse and worse and worse. And we took him to the doctor too, brother. Amen. I'm sorry I didn't have enough faith. But we took him to the doctor too. And one day while we was at the hospital, my Uncle Ricky had a heart attack and died. And we was at the hospital with the family. While we was there with the family, my little boy got sick again, Brother Caitlin. We took him back around to the emergency room at Memorial Hospital. And they rushed us back to a little room, and there's my little boy struggling to breathe. Doctor strutted in there like he owned the place. What's wrong with this boy? Sir, I don't know. This is just what he's, what he's struggling with. He looked at him. He looked normal. And he just looked at us like we was, you know, had, <laughs> we was the one that had the problem. He didn't see nothing wrong. But all of a sudden, that little boy started having one of them spells. He couldn't breathe. He was laying on that little hospital bed, Brother Gary. Just a little boy. And we was looking at the doctor. We ain't crazy. And that little boy laid there such a leech that he started turning colors. We was looking at the doctor. And I finally looked at my wife. He can't he ain't doing nothing. Me and my wife stepped up beside that bed. And that doctor, he stepped up beside the bed. Hey, buddy. Hey. He stepped back, brother. Ken, he didn't know what to do. And I know some of you have heard this already. And I'm going to tell you what God done. And me and my wife got to say, in Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And that doctor was looking at us. And he didn't know what to do, brother Jeff, but just stand there. And he watched in amazement as that little boy. And they didn't send his home son with a diagnosis because he didn't know what was wrong. But things got worse. And they got worse. Sunday morning rolled around several months later. My wife come in there and she is under the load, Brother Ken. She wasn't weak. She had been fighting. She come in and she said, Aaron, I can't handle anymore. I went as far. And I said, go pack your stuff and I'll hold him and pray for him. And I was sitting there studying for my Sunday school lesson that morning. And she come back in there with the bags and I said, hold him for a little while. I got to go talk to God before we leave. And I went laid across that bed. Brother Andrew and I began to talk with God, weak in faith, need God, Brother Kenton, to move. And the Lord gave me that scripture where the Shunammite woman come with her son. And she began to tell the man of God, and he said, I went to tell the man of God, and he sent his servant. Brother Fonzo and the servant asked her, how is it with you and your house and your son? She said, it is all well. And the Lord said, it's going to be well. And the devil instantly, Brother Tim, started telling me, that's what you can preach at his funeral. He never, you never seen him kill his first deer. You never seen him catch his first fish. You never had that father-son relationship, but you can preach it at his funeral. I'll meet him on streets of gold. It's going to be well. So, Brother, I started preparing that, that, that sermon. And the Lord kept speaking to my heart until he got loud enough, Brother Gary, where I could understand. And he said, son, I'm trying to tell you, it's going to be well. I went in there to the living room. I told my wife, 
I said, we ain't going to the doctor this morning. We're going to church. Man, I went on over there to church, and here she come in with him. And I looked back halfway up the aisle, sis, and here he goes again. And one of our elder sisters about like you that just went home to meet the Lord a few months back. Amen. Grabbed him out of my wife's arm and got to praying for him, and the Holy Ghost fell and backed it off of him. But from Sunday morning till Wednesday night, it got worse. Amen. God told me, said, you go to church tonight. Don't even start with prayer. Said, you open your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11 and you preach on faith. And that night, Brother Gary, I walked to the pulpit at 7 o'clock. I said, y'all turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. And I begin to read. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders... <laughs> Said by faith the elders obtained a good report. <laughs> uh, and I got a feeling tonight by faith somebody's going to obtain another testimony. I believe, Brother Jeff, right here in this house of God, by faith somebody else is going to obtain a testimony. I got to reading that night, Brother Jake, and got to preaching about what God could do if we could just believe. And I got to looking at my wife, and here she is over there. And my little boy's struggling to breathe, and she's got his arm in there, patting him on the back, Sister Hannah. And I said, oh, here comes the devil. I said, what are you talking about now? Here it is right here in front of your whole church. You're talking about what God can do. And look at your wife over there struggling with your son to breathe. And it got worse and it went on and it went on. And I didn't know what it was. Gary, I could see desperation on my wife's face. She was sitting over here and I walked over and grabbed him. Amen, I picked him up. Amen, brother. Amen, Ken, and he is in my arms. Amen, and he fell across my arm. He had done turned about the color of your dress. Or first, it's about the color of your shirt and her dress. And the women in the congregation began to holler and scream. That little boy laid upside down in my arms. And I kept telling the church what God could do if we could just believe. But you got to have faith in God. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost took over. And he began to preach for me. And that, oh, that heavenly language. Amen, Brother Bailey. All of a sudden, that little boy. <sighs> And he ain't had another spell since. You know why? That's a full recovery. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you ever felt God touch you before? You have? Amen. I believe that you have. And he's helped you with this that you're dealing with. But see, it's only to tell you there is a way that he can touch you. Until you won't have to... Until you can say, I'm fully recovered. I don't know, Brother Gary, what God's wanting to do for somebody tonight, but I got a feeling that somebody can be touched in such a way that they can say, I'm not dealing with that anymore. Is he a respecter of person? Is he a respecter of person? The devil said, son, you better, you better not. Amen, you stepping out on a limb. What if she don't get any better? I want to ask the devil, what if she does? <laughs> what if she does? Brother Ken, could you come lay hands on her tonight? Could you come up front, sis? 
Say, preacher, we done had prayer. I want to say it again. What if the Lord does heal her? What if he does, Brother Jeff? I don't know what his will is. But I want to tell you tonight, what if he does? What if he does? I'm not trying to get out of the way here tonight, Brother Gary. But I felt the Lord speak to me a few weeks ago. He said, go tell somebody I can bring about a full recovery. Not a partial, but a full recovery. Which arm was it, Sister Melinda? Would you touch that arm? That's a miracle is what you're touching. That's a witness of what God can do. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Sarah, would you shake this little boy's hand tonight? Would you shake this little boy's hand tonight? Is he alive tonight? He is. He was in my arms one night and he was completely gone. He hadn't breathed in a long time. But when the Holy Ghost got through, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it is by my spirit. Whose spirit is it? Come here, Brother Gary, if you would. Has anybody ever heard this man sing and preach? Does he stutter? No. But there was a time, Sister Sarah, that he stuttered so bad that he couldn't even talk. Is that right? He'd go to church and he'd play his guitar. And they had, what, eight or ten people there. And all them old folks would testify. And they'd look at him and grin and think, well, let's give that little blanket ship boy an opportunity to make some noise. 
and he'd stand up right here and, and sit down. Night after night. Night after night. Somewhere, Brother Gary, you went down there to the old hog pen, is that right? And you told the Lord, I can't do it anymore. I went as far. I've been laughed at too many times. I can't go anymore. But somewhere, Grace came down in the hog pen. And he said, I'm going one more time. So he loaded Granny up. And he got in the car. And he went back to that same old seat. Had that same old guitar. Sat there while everybody in the whole building testified. And the old town drunk was there that night, wasn't he? Old backslider. That knew what God could do. Sitting back there in the back. And Brother Gary looked out over that crowd. Wondering, can I do this? Brother Andrew, one more time. One more time. But somewhere grace got in them long legs. And he stood up, Brother Kenton. And he said, all of a sudden, some got a hold of his mouth. And he testified as plainly as everybody else did. Said the old black slider jumped up and said, Hey, he did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. And I want to say tonight, he'll do it again. Do you stutter tonight or God fully recover you from stuttering? He fixed you right, didn't he? And I want to say to somebody, he'll do it again. Yeah. I'm tired of being down here in prison. Here it is. I've been faithful. And ain't nothing changing. Don't go down there to the Lord and ask him. This really him, or do we look for another? And all of a sudden, that servant came back. And said, he told me to tell you. Yeah. What is that? The lame is walking. Yeah. The blind. The blind is seeing. The dead being raised. Yeah. Yeah. The the any poor folks here tonight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask somebody tonight, do you believe the report of this little preacher? Do you believe the lame still can walk? Do you believe the blinded eyes can still see? <laughs> oh, I believe it tonight. Somebody can be made. Oh. Rapunzel, come help me tonight. I'm not trying to work anything up, but I believe we need some witnesses up here. Hey. Akon said, you better pray for Brother Fonzo. He's a dying man. And every report I got, he said, he's a dying man. <laughs> Ain't no hope. But look at you. But a little while later, they sent me a picture. There's a roll in my hospital. And he's giving honor and glory to God. Are you, are you a recovering sickness? Fully recovered. Not just touched, but made whole. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all believe he's in the house tonight? I wonder if anybody would be willing to tear the roof off. 
How many times have we heard you got to press? You got to labor. You got to work. You got to believe. I wonder if somebody would be willing to step out tonight and press out and say, I believe, Lord. I want to be fully recovered. Hallelujah. What's well, easier to say, Brother Andrew? Take up your bed and walk, or your sins will be forgiven. How many believe that God can heal somebody right now? My Aunt Linda, her husband left her for another man. He is a sodomite, still a sodomite. She is a sick lady, had sugar diabetes all of her life. She lost one of her eyes. The other eye, she lost sight in that only good eye she had. She's laid on her couch. She told the Lord, she said, I can't raise this little boy blind. I can't drive. I can't fix him something to eat. And can't get him dressed. <laughs> she said, Lord, I've only got one good eye left. And Lord, I can't see out of it anymore. And the Lord gave her scripture and said, when you get to church, when testimony service opens up, you read this, or have such or so-and-so read this scripture. So Brother Jeff, she went to church and testimony service rolled around. And you just had to know Aunt Linda, y'all. Some of y'all knew her. She said, Brother Sammy, the Lord dealt with me today to have Sister Tricia Rose read a scripture for me. And he said, if she'd read that scripture, the Lord would help me. Sister Tree stood up beside her, Sister Melinda, and she began to read that scripture. The power of God fell in that little block church at Van Cleef, Mississippi. And I'm talking about an eruption happened. Folks are shouting under the power of God everywhere. And when it lifted, everybody got quiet and they were looking at her. What in the world happened? She said, when I come in here, I couldn't tell who was behind the pulpit. She said, but I'm looking at buttons on your shirt right now. All in one service, in one act of obedience, sitting way back there in the back. I can see buttons on your shirt tonight. She had a bad foot. She's diabetic and had a bad spot on that foot. The doctors told her, said, we're going to take your foot off. She said, Lord, I can't have see. And I sure enough can't help my son crippled. So she called Big Brother. Old brother, brother that had a big bunch of faith. She said, Brax, this is what the devil's a saying, and this is what the doctors are saying. I said, Brax, I'm needing you to go to prayer for me. He said, Linda, I'll go pray about it. I'll call you back. Hung up the phone. A little while later, the phone rang. Amen. And he was a shouting on the other end. And he said, Linda, I just wanted to give you a scripture that the Lord gave me to give to you. He said, the scripture is, I can't remember all of it. But he, part of the scripture said, I will not suffer thy foot to be removed. And I helped preach her funeral and helped lay her in the ground. And when we put her in the ground, she had a good right foot and she had a good left foot. <laughs> oh! Holy, holy. And he'll do it again. For you, he'll do it again. Oh, I wish somebody could get a hold of what I'm trying to tell you tonight. It ain't this little preacher trying to tell you. 
But I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you tonight, you can fully recover from whatever your illness is. Do you believe it tonight? Come here, sister-in-law, if you would. Is this lip any different than what that hand is? Been in the kitchen every day with these hands fixing for this congregation. And don't you don't don't you dare think that the Lord wasn't looking in that little kitchen and that little house on top of the hill. And you say he's probably looking at them hands scratching his head saying, How am I gonna fix this one? No. 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 There's a woman that came to the Lord that had a daughter that was in bad trouble. And he sent her back home. And when that mother got home, guess what happened? She was laid on the bed, fully recovered. I wonder, Brother Gary, if one of these mornings you don't wake up and she says what that little boy said. What did he say? <laughs> what did that little boy say? Hallelujah, I feel better. <laughs> I wonder what morning it's going to be. That Sister Angela wakes up and says, You say you're going way out on a limb. I beg to differ with you. I know who my God is. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. Somebody help me. I was preaching at y'all's meeting this year. And I was trying to encourage Brother Fred. And he told me, he said, you know that hill? That, that bird hit my bug shield twice. I said, yes, sir. He said, me and my wife was going up that same hill. He said, here the other day. He said, I told my wife, have y'all heard the story? He is lost. He felt hopeless. He was driving an old dump truck up a hill. And the sparrow come, flew out and hit the bug shield. And a voice spoke to him and said, I see the sparrow and I see you. And that old adversary came to him and said, oh, but you'll never be saved. A few weeks later, some time went by. He was driving up that old same hill. And another sparrow flew out and he hit the same spot and it cracked the bug shield and the Lord said I seen that sparrow and I see you so every day that he drove that truck he seen a busted bug shield and he'd hear that voice over and over I seen that sparrow and I see you I see that sparrow and I see Sarah <laughs> His wife is in the same shape. Feeling like there's no hope for her to be saved. And he told me a few weeks back or back in April. He said, brother, he said, I got to tell you this. He said, I was going up that same hill with my wife. He said, I told my wife. Now right here's where it happened. He said, I was driving up this hill. And right about here, a sparrow flew out and hit my windshield.
And he said, all of a sudden, here comes a sparrow while I'm telling my wife what the Lord had done for me. And said, that sparrow hit the windshield. Bloop. And said, she looked at me and said, it hit my side this time. And you know what the Lord was saying? I seen Fred, but I see Fred's wife. I seen Aaron when his lamp was burnt. And I seen when he was sick. But I feel the Lord is saying tonight, I seen them. And I see Sarah. I seen Aaron when he was a little boy needing healed. And I see you. Glory. He's here. He's in the house, Brother Andrew. And you know what he came? The Bible said everywhere that he went, he went about doing what? Good. I believe he'd like to do some good for somebody in this building tonight. Jeff's our miracle preacher tonight. Jeff, would you come join this other preacher? I looked at him last night as he preached, and I told my wife, I, I don't care for the, his color. And I seen him. And I said, God, would you touch him? He has touched you, hasn't he, Brother Jim? And I asked Caleb about it. Sorry, Caleb. I said, what about old Pops? You don't think I think much for you. I think the world of Caleb said he's kind of hard-headed. He ain't going to see the doctor. Caleb, I'm going to tell you something, son. If me and you can get a hold enough of God, he'll never have to step back into another doctor's office. And you know what my wife said when he come in tonight? Said his color's better than it was last night. It ought to be worse. But Brother Jeff, I want to tell you something. I felt bad for kneeling over and bawling my eyes out this morning because I needed a touch. Because there were other people that needed help. So I started praying for them. But I felt the Lord smoke me. I'll help you too. Brother Jeff, I know the feeling everybody else needs help. But I want to tell you something, preacher. He'll help you too. We need you. And he sees Sarah, and he sees Jeff. Be encouraged, my brother. You are in the. You know where he was last night as he preached. He was in the hands of an Almighty God. And if Almighty God can anoint him to preach the gospel, he can speak to this body and say, "Be thou made whole. Be thou made whole. Be thou made whole." to close. I don't know where we need to bring it into a close at. But I believe somebody needs to step out tonight and press. You say, preacher, I've already got prayer. Is there, I think, Peach, is that your name, sis? Are you still better? Is there, ma'am? But did the Lord just touch you a while ago? He did. 
he touched those ten lepers. And they went about their way rejoicing about the touch. There was one said, if he could touch me, he can not only touch me, he can make me whole. He can bring me back to a full recovery. I wonder tonight if she would be willing, Brother Jeff or Brother Gary, to walk up here tonight and just honor God for the touch. Y'all preachers, please don't fall on me tonight. I'm not charismatic tonight. Just trying to follow the Lord, Brother Andrew. Did Moses get weary in the battle? And his arms got tired, didn't he? There was an Aaron and her that went and got him by an arm. I wonder if there's an Aaron and a her tonight that would come take her by the arm and help your sister tonight. Lord, if you touched me a while ago, I believe you can make me whole. I feel down to working here tonight. He's, the devil's working on me tonight for preaching this way. Brother Jeff, I felt the Lord speak to me the other day and said I can make a full recovery. A full recovery. Monica, did it help you tonight? This is my wife. And you won't hear her complain, Brother Jeff, a bit. Brother Jeff, she's needing a touch. We're needing a touch. In a mighty way. say brother Henry hallelujah and you other brethren hallelujah 
I feel the adversary speaking to hearts tonight. I want to tell you, Brother Ken, there's a higher power tonight. Amen. Above all powers. The Bible said that there's coming a day that every knee's going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord over my sickness. He's Lord over my valley. He's Lord over my troubles. He's Lord over my lost children. He's Lord over my lost soul. He's Lord of it all. He is Lord of it all. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Leach's here tonight. Her mother was sick, had a tumor, wasn't it, the size of a grapefruit. She come to church and they prayed for her. She went back the next day, Brother Chester, to have surgery. Had that tumor taken out. She told the doctor, she said, I got prayer last night at church. Would you take another picture before you, before you perform this surgery? He said, yes, ma'am, we can. So they rolled her sister Melinda back there to the wherever that is where they do them pictures. <laughs> Brother Fonzo and they said, ma'am said, here's the picture from the other day. And here's the picture from today. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. And I'll tell the devil tonight, he will do it again. He will do it again. He will do it again. Oh, I wish I knew what to do tonight. He's here, Brother Gary. And I believe he's waiting on somebody. Say, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Brother, Brother Kent, was there not an issue of a broken heart in that scripture and an issue of being bruised? We're looking at people that need healing from what we can see. I felt the Lord just nudge me tonight. There's people under the sound of my voice. And we're not going to leave healing for the body tonight. He's going to, I believe He can do it all, right? Brother Gary, I believe there's something on the inside that x-rays can't never pick up. That medicine can never cure. If you're suffering from church trouble tonight, there is a cure. If you're suffering from watching hypocrites in the church and you're suffering from what they have said to you, preacher's child, there's a healing. There's a healing, Liberty Air. Don't you charge God foolishly because He loves you and He always will. And there's somebody struggling from a pain that doctors can never see. Right here under the sound of my voice. There's somebody that's suffering from the attack of sin. Because sin, when it is finished, Brother Ken, it bringeth forth death.
and Hezekiah was dying from his sickness. But the word of the Lord came back and said, I'm going to heal thee. And I'm going to add some years to your life. And I feel like telling somebody that's sin sick tonight. He can heal sin sick souls also. Sister Peach, did he touch you tonight earlier? Yes. He healed my lip. He's touched Brother Fonzo. He's healed Brother Gary. He's healed a lot of us, Brother Andrew. And somebody's saying, but my sickness, I don't need to be anointed on my head. But I want to tell you, he can, I can't do nothing but touch your head. And that's as far as my hands can go. But I want to tell you, Brother Ken, he can reach inside of a heart and take that old hurting heart out. And begin to perform. And I feel the Holy Ghost settling down on my soul tonight. And put your heart in his hand. <laughs> somebody make way in this aisle right here tonight, please. Make way in this aisle for somebody to come to the table of the surgeon. If you're tired of losing life's wars, you're tired of work, fighting day in and day out, and you can't find that peace, I'll tell you something, there's a healer in the house that can heal your sin-sick soul. A full recovery. Somebody help this brother pray tonight. There's a preacher's child in this building that needs to come to this altar tonight. There's a preacher's child that needs to make their way right now. You say, I'm not lost, preacher. No, you're not lost, but you need to be healed. You're still hurting, and you need to be healed. I want to tell somebody tonight, I was that preacher's child, Brother Jeff, that hated those people. That when my dad crawled across the floor and said, please forgive me. And they looked at him and said, get up. We don't want you here. And I seen it. And that hurt me so bad. And I told myself, there'll come a day. I'll take a chainsaw blade and put it on an axe handle and I'll cut their head off with it. I hated them that bad. Sister Melinda, I can tell you about the night. That old time conviction fell in a little church. And I walked down to an altar. And when the surgeon got through with my heart, I got up and Brother Jeff, the next time I seen them, I hugged their neck. And I said, I want you to know, I love you. Bailey, there's a healing son. There's a healing girls. There's a healing there's another preacher a preacher's child that needs to come to this altar tonight you can't fight this on your own you obey God you obey God you can't fight those feelings on your own I tried to get rid of those feelings on my own but I want to tell you I could not but I want to tell you about a physician Brother Gary, that reached way down in my heart 
and he took the hurt and the pain. And Colton, he put love there, son. He put love there. Is there more preacher children in the house? But Caleb, would you come tonight? You've been in some battles, son. Sister Lindsay. Baldry, would you go kneel by Papa B? But Jeff, I feel a healing in the house tonight. Paul B. I need to preach to one more, one more affliction tonight that's been afflicted by sin. And I want to tell you about a young man that goes to my church. It's about six foot four, bound by drugs and bound by the spirit of theft. And he stole thousands of dollars of tools off the church property from me. And every time he'd get in trouble, I'd go help him. And he'd snort every day multiple pills that he would crush. And he'd snort multiple pills every day looking for peace. He called me and he said, I need to meet with you at church. There's all kind of voices are talking to me. And they're driving me further and further. No matter how many pills I snort, I can't get away from them voices. Brokenhearted. Liberty, the captive. Those that are bruised. The blinded eyes. The lame. How many do we have in the altar tonight? Four. There's one more tonight. The bound. There came a night that he stole from a sheriff, and the sheriff got his picture, and they caught him. They took him to the pen, and he was looking at 14 years behind bars. And when everybody told his wife, said, Divorce him, get rid of him, walk away. Save what you have or he'll take it all away. She called me, Brother Jim. She said, what I do? I said, you made that vow. It's time for you to get a hold of God. So let's get a hold of God. And that little girl stayed away from the courts. She prayed. And he is sitting down there in prison. He said, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, I'd get my Bible. When he got dried out, good enough to think straight. And he said, I'd get my jail cell and I'd begin to read and pray. And he said, in my mind, he said, I was in church with y'all. He said, on Sunday night, I'd get my Bible and I'd pray. And in my mind, I was in church with y'all. He said, brother, and there came a night that the Lord came into my cell and he began to give me hope. And brother Caleb said, he unlocked something that a guard couldn't unlock. And the courts got to work and things in his study 14 years. They gave him five years of probation. And he walked out of that prison and he came to church. And one night at Pine Grove, at Brother Jeff, uh, Brother Gerald Anderson preached to him. I felt some chains fall off that night. 
And he said, I was scared to claim anything because I wanted the real. But I watched him, Brother Kent, and he never snorted another pill. I've loaned him tools for over a year now, and he's brought them back every time. Here a few months back, I got to preaching, and I was a-pulling, and I was a-pulling, Brother Jeff. And it didn't seem like nobody was a-helping me. And all of a sudden, I heard a voice that I'd never heard before say, Glory to God! And it hit me from the top of my head and went out the sole of my feet. And I turned around and looked, and it was Trent with both hands in the air with tears are rolling down his face. And he's free tonight because there's a man that can set you free. <laughs> and he's in the house of God tonight, free. Building a brand new house a year and a half later after coming out of prison, free from sin. <laughs> Is he still, still setting the captive free? He's still setting the captive free. Bound captive, would you come tonight? Are you tired of walking the same old road for miles and miles? Are you? Are you looking for a place to go free? I'll tell you. The doctor's in the house tonight. There's one more. One more that needs to come tonight. One more. Sir, would you like to come? Man, you here this morning, but I want to encourage you. Keep coming back to the well of grace. Because the song said, great is the power Sweet is the taste. And with every temptation, Brother Ken Rowe, that comes by my way, when that temptation comes, where do I go? I go back to the well. Is there water in the well tonight? Is there liberty in the well tonight? Sing when you're ready. Sing when you're ready. Come on, saints. There's some preacher's children tonight that needs prayer. Hallelujah. 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 Holy, 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 holy. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, God, for my children. Come on, children, come on. Come on, children, come on. 